Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the wonderful and beautiful Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. Okay, appreciate you being on the show with me, making me look good since we're now alive again. Yes, <laughs> we've been, uh, we've, well, yeah, it's been like three weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of We did a live show and two with the, <clears throat> with the holidays, so yeah, I'm glad to be back. Right, yep, so am I. Now, today's topic, THC and pain. All right, so we've had this discussion. We know that the population at large was those who were looking towards cannabinoids, that being hemp, CBD, right, for conditional solutions like sleep, anxiety, and pain. Well, THC, we've heard it over and over. Oh, I don't want any THC because yeah. of the stigma. But over the last year and a half, the population has started to become more open because the studies are out there. When I go out and look for these studies, there's literally thousands of them. Well, it seems specific. like, yeah, pain, right? For THC and pain, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we thought today we would share kind of what is out there in the clinical world regarding THC and pain. So uh, get some perspectives from doctors, from some clinical, preclinical trial reviews such as that. Share that with you and then you can, you know, make your own, uh, your own conclusions. Uh, but it is moving in that direction, this I assure you. The conversation about any THC is bad for you or will get you high is no longer a relevant conversation. Yeah. It's, it's had by those who are not listening to the data or the facts. They're not, right, they're not participating. They're still thinking old school. Now, yeah. now can, I, can I say one thing? Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about pain that you know where the source is coming from. If you start feeling pain randomly and you know that you didn't tweak a muscle or, you know, something like that, then you should definitely go to your doctor and find out where that pain is coming from oh, because it is trying to your body's trying to tell you. Yeah, Just any pain is not you want it you want to go to your doctor first and then check it out. All right. Now the way we're going to handle this is we're going to get some opinions from some doctors. We are going to review some studies. Uh, and then we're going to move to methods and applications. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's how we're going to get through today's uh, stuff. Now the, the the book that we're going to share some experts for with first are uh, a book that we talked about the last time we were on at the end of December, a uh, book called Cannabis is Medicine from a Dr. Bonnie Goldstein. Uh, now, uh, her view on THC is as follows. Uh, THC has amazing medicinal properties, and with proper and responsible use, many different symptoms can be managed. She often reads in medical journals that the intoxicating effect of THC are unwanted. And although that may be true for some people, many of her patients report significant and life-changing relief 
with THC-rich cannabis. Now, this does not make these patients potheads. Remember, people with chronic and serious illness often suffer with endocannabinoid deficiencies or dysregulation, meaning their endocannabinoid system is not working properly. THC can and does correct this imbalance for many of my patients. Uh, a person with an endocannabinoid dysfunction who finds THC-rich cannabis to be helpful should have access to this medicine just as someone with diabetes or asthma right, would have access to their medication. And she states, after talking with thousands of patients who have found excellent results with THC-rich cannabis as medicine, I can definitely state that it is a safe and effective medicine when used correctly. All right. Now, I just wanted to share her position on THC before I read excerpts from her book. Um, starting with, cannabis has been documented as an effective pain relief for centuries. Multiple surveys of medicinal cannabis patients report chronic pain to be one of the main reasons for using cannabis. I think over the last decade, she, uh, de <laughs> over the last decade, uh, she states she had treated thousands of patients with arthritis, neuropathy, post-traumatic or post-surgical pain, chronic back pain, and other pain conditions. Many are able to reduce or discontinue use of pharmaceutical pain medications, including NSAIDs like ibuprofen mm -hmm. and opiates. She said her patients report over and over that when pain is controlled, sleep is better, anxiety is reduced, and functioning at home and at work is vastly improved. All right. Now, let's read from another study I pulled up. And let's see. This was a study called Can Cannabinoids Still Play a Role in Pain Medications? All right, well, actually, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about the excerpts that I read out of Bonnie's book. Uh, and, and quickly, too. And again, the last time we were on, we did make a suggestion that this was a recommended read. You can find yes. it on Amazon, uh, you know, somewhere in that $19 range. Uh, again, Bonnie Goldstein, Cannabis is Medicine. Uh, it's a really good book because not only does it have uh, it contains knowledge of cannabinoids. It contains knowledge of the endocannabinoid system in the human body. It gives lots of clinical data as well as application knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, very informative book. Uh, worth worth the uh, worth the read. Uh, when she speaks of, you know, many of people moving towards. THC heavy cannabis is because THC you'll find today is well documented uh, to be effective for pain management. And when we get into that, I, I think I just want this is not a this is not a guess thing. It, 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 there's lots of documentation, and when we go through that documentation, we'll even decide that we'll be able to discuss why there's not a whole lot of human trials yet. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all right, let's keep going. So, uh, let's go to, all right, so this, this, or this review, by the way, that was fairly recent, 
that would be June of 2021. One of their one of their things they were trying to do, uh, because cannabinoids have been used by a lot of people for pain now, one of the things that they suggested in here that I thought was interesting, a use of 1%, 4%, and even 7% THC for successful pain relief. But they made a, uh, uh, a, a, a note here. As might expect it, the higher the THC dose the more significant the pain improvement. Right. Now, they also state it, but also the negative psychoactive, psychoactive effect. Right. Which, you know, that could have multiple problems to it. But I wanted to bring that out. I also want to share their expert opinion. Now, again, this would be a panel of physicians uh, that did this clinical review. Uh, and here are their statements. There remains a great degree of uncertainty and apprehension in the medical community when considering the use of cannabis as a viable and durable therapy for chronic pain. Now, although the science and data suggest positive trends for some with chronic pain, much more information is needed to solidify cannabis is a more effective medication than the current well-studied strategies like opioids, NSAIDs. Mm -hmm. It is recognized that patients are readily accepting of cannabis as a viable treatment option for chronic pain. Providers must, I like this, providers must foster an inquisitive approach when counseling patients on cannabinoid therapies. Right, because you can't just say, this is your prescription, this is... Correct, because then then we already talked about that. If your doctor does not, I'll say this again, demonstrate an inquisitive approach when counseling you on it, Mm -hmm. then I'm sorry, he's a drug pusher. Well, right, yeah, you just want, you don't... And I try and tell my customers this all the time, you want to start slow. We're trying to figure out where your milligrams are. Yeah, and there's a little bit more discussion in here, too, about that. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, their last uh, uh, opinion, expert opinion, was dosing should begin low and should occur slowly until symptomatic pain control to mitigate the common side effects are discovered. Right. Okay, so you are spot on. Still psychoactive, and somebody who's already apprehensive about that if you hit them with, you know, 25, 30 milligrams of THC, <laughs> right. it's not going to be a good, no. it's not going to be a good experience. Now, now let's read, uh, let's read a couple of clinical studies. Uh, we're going to pour through this data fairly quick, but Kim, you're really good. Listen and bring me those questions. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're, you know how to do that really well. So um, there was, a, there's an, there's a, um, a published review in 2017 called The Health Effects of Cannabis and Cannabinoids. Uh, And what we had is we had 16 experts review more than 10,000 of the most recent scientific articles selecting those of the best quality to determine if cannabis is an effective medicine. And the committee concluded that in adults with chronic pain, patients who were treated with cannabis or cannabinoids are more likely to experience a clinically significant reduction in pain symptoms. Okay, that was one. And 2015, review of current scientific literature, chronic pain, chronic 
pain patients in 28 different randomized controlled trials. This review concluded the average number of patients who reported a reduction in pain of at least 30% was greater with cannabinoids than with a placebo. Another one. Let's see here. Paperwork. I have another review here from called the Cannabinoids, the Endocannabinoid System and Pain, a review of preclinical studies. Now, this is a narrative review representing an output from the International Association for Study of Pain. That they they did a global task force on the use of cannabis, cannabinoids, and cannabis-based medicine for pain management. And this review was part of that task force. Mm -hmm. I should tell you what that task force is. So, uh, again, it's called IASP, the International Association for the Study of Pain. Uh, And this task force was on cannabis and and cannabinoids analgesia. Analgesia. Now, analgesia is the, the stopping the signal of pain, okay? Uh, even more, I could probably, it's not just much as, as stopping the signal. It's when the body has an injury, it interacts at that point to suppress the, the, the initiation of a signal. How's that? Mm-hmm. All right. Good, good, good. I'm glad I got that on. Now, who are these guys? Now, here's what their roles were, just so that you were clear. And it's kind of nice that they this is out there. Why? Because, for one, pain is a crippling effect. Yeah. Right. We all know this. And it is bad for society because it handicaps us. Okay? So we can't get stuff done. We can't take care of things. It's, so they're beyond the pharmaceutical. They are looking everywhere. Yeah, All right. I mean, when, once pain shows up, it it can it, it can take over everything. Very, very, yeah, very debilitating, and a heavy weight on the economy, heavy, burdensome to our health system. All right, so and, and just you know, personally, t- terrible, <laughs> terrible. All right, so these guys' uh, role number one was to provide a commentary on the efficacy and side effects of cannabinoids. All right, that's one. Uh, two was to discuss the value of studying cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system as it relates to pain. Three and four, it was to provide suggestions for future research direction, also to clearly define terminology, then provide an overview of the endocannabinoid system to the medical community, and then review the classifications, chemistry, and pharmacology of cannabinoids, cannabis-based medicines, and so forth. Okay, so that was their role. So let's start with some of the data that they had shared in here. Uh, so they, I, I shared with you, I shared with you what analgesia means. Uh-huh. So there's another one, antinociceptive. I'm sorry, antinociceptive efficacy of cannabinoids. And antinociceptive means the action of blocking the detection of a painful stimulus. Okay. All right. 
And the primary place where this will happen are these receptors in your ECS system. Mm -hmm. Primarily, even more so, the CB1 is the main focus. All right, so as they, as, as they walk through this, um, let's see here. I, I should read our companion systematic review of laboratory animal studies that used models and conditions associated with persistent pain reported a pain-relevant outcome measure identified and published in this report. So 374 reported data that could be included in this meta-analysis. Sorry to go over, uh, go over that too much. Um, sufficient data permitted us to extract more. All right, so they, they went out, found enough data to say this is relevant. And the overall, and overall, the data supported the hypothesis of cannabinoid-mediated analgesia. <laughs> In other words, the blocking of that pain signal. Right. All right? Yes. So overall, the data supported that that hypothesis was true. All right, let's keep going through this. I'll see what else I can report. Here is a finding. In rodents... And, and again, I'll tell you why there's so many animal studies. Right, maybe I can just do that right now. Because it's, it's weird, I know, just to go right into, why, why are we talking about animals? Uh, let's see here. All right, here it is. Cannabis and cannabinoid use in humans has bypassed the usual preclinical and clinical studies typical of conventional drug development because of its widespread illicit or more recently licit use of cannabis by the public. So both the illicit and the licit is throwing off this normal clinical and preclinical scenario that most drug developments go through. So should we not have made it recreationally? I'm pretty sure that available? just it just added to the Problem. Yeah. You want my guess to the answer? One is it's not. It's still not completely legal. Right. So there is a risk. Second, uh, as soon as it became mildly legal, all the patents went up. Right. Uh, so it could be a combination, and there could be something there. I do not know either. Right. But anyway, all right. So, uh, so when we talk about these, I just wanted to let you know that uh, that's why we go right to the rodents. Uh, so in a rodent neuropathic pain model. THC significantly attenuated pain-related behaviors in the nerve injury models. So they would get up and move around and maybe get on the wheel and do right, things because, because they're, they didn't they're feel critters. the pain. Right. Exactly. Well put. Yeah. Uh, a couple other observations they made. Tolerance. Tolerance, the loss of therapeutic efficacy when, with repeated administration, is understandable in an analgesic and can lead to dose escalation and potential for misuse and abuse. Okay, now, so the rat wanted more. Right. Well, that, and I think they also understood this in human use as well, so probably sure. reviewing those models as well. So let's talk through that. 
Because at some point, we had, we've had people ask us, well, wait a minute, is too much THC counter to pain relief? Uh-huh. Well, the reality seems to be no. But as you escalate your THC, one of the problems is this issue with tolerance. Mm-hmm. because your body can become desensitized to it, and then thereby you'll need more to accomplish the same thing. Now, it's the only cannabinoid in the hemp plant that does that. Right. Only THC does that. And our, our suggestion when you get to the place where you're like, wait a minute, I started at 20 milligrams, and now I'm like up to 75 or 80. Right. Take a break, mm-hmm. right? Take a, a break if you can for like right. a week. That, that does, and we're going to have more on that information, uh, more on that subject next week, because mm-hmm. we're actually going to talk about uh, cannabis use disorder. Um, hey, there, there are significant other benefits since the THC molecule has an affinity for CB1 receptors. Those are commonly neuroreceptors. They are... They are concentrated in the brain. Mm-hmm. You also have the additional benefit of stress, anxiety, and depression release, relief, specifically if they were you know, created by pain. By your pain, yes. Right? Yeah. So they made that awareness. Uh, let's see what else they have done. The addition of, of sleep help keep everything in balance so that the effects of, uh, of um, your cannabinoids is now working with a, a body that's in homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Does anywhere in there say how long THC effectively relieves your pain? Well, there are some. No. No. It, it seems to be a little different, but there are some reasonable answers to this that you'll understand, and so will our listeners because we spoke about it uh, often. Uh, and that was the delivery method. Right. Right. Yeah. So the delivery method does have an impact. Right. Uh, and they made observation of this as well, uh, where they suggest under absorption, cannabinoids absorption is generally faster via the in- inhalation model, mm-hmm. more so than the oral route, resulting in more rapid onset of the pharmacological effects and a shorter time to peak. All right. Now, so they also go on to suggest that as the, if you were to uh, go through your digestive system to do an edible, that you had to go through the metabolism process. And that could, we already, just by this statement, already knew that that would take longer, but also could reduce it by 30% is the number they throw on the table. Oh, 30%. You're right. losing possibly 30%, possibly 30%. In, your, in your stomach acid. Okay. Right. Now, but they're also suggesting that oral could last longer, too, uh, between any between from, you know, 30 to 120 minutes longer. Yeah, it's I, that's my um, experience, right. is that it lasts longer. It might take longer to take effect, but... All right now, and they're not using big amounts. Uh, they're they're doing a lot of these studies with. Well, I guess you know they're smaller animals, so I won't I won't say. Okay, um, let's see what else I want to share on this. I think that's about it. So uh, when we 
Let's see. Let's look at all these things. Well, I think it's interesting that uh, if you can, if you can inhale, say you're 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 feeling like a lot of pain. I wonder if you can do a little bit of a combo, because um, I have some customers that will do a combo um, for sleep. They'll they'll do an edible but they know that that's gonna take about an hour, hour and a half. Some customers say, oh my gosh, I didn't even start feeling anything or sleepy till for two hours. Right. Um, and they'll, they'll take a couple of puffs of uh, a, a little bit of a cartridge or a, whatever marijuana product they have. They'll mm -hmm. take a couple of puffs and they'll say, oh yeah, that knocked me right out. And then the rest of the night, what the, the edible took over. So do you think you could do that with pain also? You could, like, hit it right away, but also know that there's an edible behind that that can take care of you maybe a little bit longer throughout the day. So, and I think that strategy makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And uh, although they did not talk about it here, that sounds like something I think uh, Dr. Bonnie Goldstein would probably have good, have, have good feedback on. Right. She already suggests that one of the possible solutions, because she openly says that, you know, that some people can get the relief they're looking for with a single cannabinoid, uh -huh. while others might need multiple cannabinoids. Yeah. And let's talk what that means. So a single cannabinoid might be either THC or CBD. Just using just one of those might be uh, successful where others might find at a ratio of two or three or even four mm -hmm. of these cannabinoids to solve it. Right, yeah. She also might suggest that um, if you are using multiple, that a high concentration of CBD, low THC during the day, and then switch that over to a higher concentration of THC, uh, and you know, higher ratio with THC uh, as it moves into the nighttime. Yeah. So you can right. help with your sleep. Right. Just add a little bit more THC in the evening for yeah. sleep. And we're also going to come back to this conversation because one of her strategies as well as others that I've read through these reviews, it's a trial and error scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And so. that's, I think that's the scariest part about uh, the customers that come in when I try and, and, and give them, you know, some information is they they're just always so nervous, especially the the older ones, that they're going to get high and dizzy and fall down. Mm. And right. you know, so I try the and guide that. them. You know, like let's start low and don't worry about that part right. because we're not even to that place yet. And you won't even get to that place if we find your spot before you go to the to the other side. Now. So in addition, so knowing those things, but you also have to know, well, well, how do I discern what my cannabinoid profile is going to be? Yeah. And yes, that is always going to be a challenge. And we'll tell you why. I, out of the cannabinoids that are commonly discussed, you know, there is 10 of them right. that have something to do with pain relief. Yeah. How about terpenoids? Again, terpenes. Yeah. You know, we've talked about them often. I've got 10 of those that are listed uh, as having analgesic uh, characteristic to it. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, 
it's still a lot to be learned right now. The, that burden falls on your consultation with somebody who understands this, right. like a physician, much like maybe uh, Dr. Bonnie Goldstein, who practices in this area, or a, a conversation with your doctor who might still need some of this knowledge that we're presenting you with today uh, to help give yeah. a mix and then start the trial process. I think the best thing is to always like say, hey, write, journal it, what you did, yes, of course. and then come back in two weeks or a month or whatever, whenever your bottle of CBD or your product is done, yeah. and let's talk about what we need to maybe tweak or were you happy there. Yep. yep. That's... Don't get frustrated that it didn't do all you thought it was going to do the first time around. Oh, great. All right. So let's, uh, let's do this. Listeners, let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to do just that. We're going to talk about methods and applications. Mm -hmm. And we're going to use the clinical society, their recommendations on application. We're probably going to cite some uh, suggestions made by uh, Dr. Bonnie Goldstein in her book, and maybe even share some knowledge uh, that we possess to help put all those together. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back, and we'll jump into the how. So we'll be right back. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. 
Hey, welcome back, listeners. Here we are today, THC and pain. Yeah. I know everybody knows pain, but THC is the one, what? You want me to what? No. I, mm, right? I hear it all the time. No, I, I, I can't do THC. Listen, here is the subject. These guys are not talking about going out and getting this huge-ass blunt yeah. or a bowl or whatever and getting high as a kite. They are not. If your pain level is high, you may have to be concerned with this. You know, you may have to be selective about when or such. But for the most part, we're talking about a ratio that is not psychoactive. And if it does have to be psychoactive, you can manage that through, uh, you know, strategizing. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I am telling you, if you're not in that high chronic, chronic area of pain, this is not a concern. It really no. is not. Yeah. And we know this. We know this from what we've reviewed here. We know this from our personal experiences with customers and so forth. So don't. Yeah. Try not to get stuck here. I know a lot of people have, but the world is moving. And this is moving, I promise you. And I do want to encourage, much like Kimberly had encouraged early on, bring your doctor in on this conversation. It has been said in multiple clinical reviews that we've read, and I'm just going to read this one again because this was a well-received one. Providers must foster an inquisitive approach when counseling patients on cannabinoid therapies and encourage patients to be honest. They literally need, you need to hear that from your doctor. No, please tell me more. It's okay. Well, and also remember <laughs> that maybe your doctor doesn't have a lot of knowledge about cannabis and right. medicine yep. because they weren't taught this that nobody was taught that as far as everybody was concerned that was a no-no that whole right. thing so they weren't taught this either so it is a learning curve for everyone exactly and they talk about it they they grab a better understanding of the practical and clinical implications of cannabis use yeah. so another call out to the physicians to be able to do that Right. Update. So anyway, we want you to, uh, we think about this. So anybody that has chronic pain or pain that is really disruptive, it just affects everything around you. So why not bring your physician in on it? Right. And, and maybe say, you know, I don't, I don't want to continue taking, yeah. like myself, right. Advil right. all day, every day. Or I, I never did move to an, a, a, a narcotic type situation for my pain, but it, and NAS, what are they? NSAID ID is just as bad for your body as, as anything else. <laughs> right. So uh, you just want to try a more natural way of dealing with your pain. And right. if your doctor is seeing you uh, on a regular basis for your chronic pain, he should be willing to also move over to a, maybe another method that maybe – you know, because your current method just is not working for you. Right. Well, let's get into some discussions about the application. So somebody's sitting here going, I got chronic pain. I'm going to either go to opioids, NSAIDs, or, wow, maybe I might try this. And I can already see you sitting there in your chair going, okay, well, what the hell do I do now? Well, yeah, because obviously we still have yeah. to function throughout our day. Well, let's say it goes even further than that. There are still issues around the United States. So some of you listeners do not have access. 
Right. Period. There is no THC, that's not a viable option. Right. Right. Others have to run through their doctor uh, and get a a card, a medical cannabis uh, use card. Some don't have any issues at all because it is uh, recreational. Mm -hmm. That means you can just walk right in and get it. But what the hell do you do now? You're standing around and going, oh, okay, a lot of recreational people in here, but I'm not here. I'm here for medicinal. What am I looking for? And it, unfortunately, um, and it, this is not anything bad about uh, dispensaries, but most of the people behind the counter are yeah, not really knowledgeable right. about what would work for this All particular right. situation. So my first suggestion is uh, go to your local directory. That might be Google. That might be whatever. You ask your physician and find a cannabis-friendly physician yeah. and get a consult. That's item number one. You go on there and you're in a state that does not offer a whole lot of cannabis, so you can't find this person, which is realistic. Then you're stuck doing some knowledge. Now, what we're going to give you inside of this short 20, you know, 30 minutes is not going to be a ton. Uh, I think this book by Bonnie Goldstein is a great find. Uh, is a great find because yes. she covers all of the points that one would need to be able to move off of the idea to actually an actionable item. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, I think, are your your first and your second best option. Right. Okay. Feel free to reach out to us anytime, and we will provide you with as much information as we can as well. So we'll be, we'll be in on those options. We'll be number three, okay? Yeah, and w- at least one of those studies that you read from today would be up on the website correct, with the podcast. Correct. Yeah, and you can, you can find us there so easy, uh, the cbdadshow.org. Yes. Anyway, so, all right, so once, once you have decided, okay, there's, there is... An interest here. Here are some. Here are some things you want to know. I told you that there are maybe, you know, a good dozen uh, cannabinoids mm-hmm. uh, that are well known that have already showed up in the marketplace. CBD, THC, Delta Nine, THC Delta Eight, CBA, CBDA, uh, CBV, CBN, CBG. Right. These are all very known yes. out there, and. As an example, uh, and you know, I, I can read. You know, THC and CBD are the two big guys. They have the most out there, and of course, they have the longest list. So I'm just going to lightly go over them. But CBD by itself, the medicinal effects so far, somewhat accepted, are it's antibacterial, anti-cancer, anti-convulsant, anti-inflammatory, anti-antioxidant, antipsychotic, neuroprotectant. Promotes bone growth, reduces anxiety and depression, reduces or eliminates nausea and vomiting, reduces intraocular pressure, reduces spasticity and muscle spasms, relieves chronic pain, and stimulates appetite. I'm going to go to THC, Delta 9, anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, improves sleep and sedating, neuroprotectant, reduces anxiety and depression, Reduces or eliminates nausea and vomiting, reduces interocular pressure, reduces spasticity and muscle spasms, relieves chronic pain, and stimulates appetite. Yeah. Okay. So they both sound like they really are meant to be together. 
Yeah, they yeah. really do a lot. And so I read those two also for that reason. Mm -hmm. You will find most of the next conversations being recommended by uh, people who, uh, you know, should you should listen to. Yeah. You'll find out that that mix is the most prominent. Yes. You know, also uh, CBC has some uh, pain relieving uh, activity. Uh, CBDV has some. CBDA. CBN, THC Delta 8, they all have pain relieving uh, characteristics to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't stop there. There's also a handful of terpenoids. Terpenoids, we've talked to, about them before. Uh, limonene is one found in citrus. It gives the, uh, the, the plant its taste, smell, and color. Right. All right. But it also has effects, medicinal effects to us when we ingest them, okay? Uh, and there's a handful of those too. All right, uh, some known ones. Let's see, alphamanine, beta-carophylline. Myrcene, yeah. apinine. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> Humulene. Okay, yes. anyway, get the idea? There's lots of things in this plant that can help in right. many different ways. And here, here's a here's a uh, here's a here's a uh, suggestion. Here's a recommendation. You find yourself a cannabis knowledgeable physician, and they know how to put these together in ratios. They're not always going to be spot on, but they have enough history to be able to say this is what commonly works, and then they'll give you a path to adjust as you move forward. Right. So let's move right on into those kind of things. So uh, reading a few excerpts out of Cannabis is Medicine from Dr. Bonnie Goldstein. Here we go. Uh, recommend starting with a high ratio CBD to THC. Okay, start with that. And she uses a model called rule in or rule out. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you start with a ratio. Let's say that your ratio is going to be 10 to 1. Okay. 20 to 1. 20 to 1. Something like 20 that, 20 right? CBD, 1 to THC. THC. Correct. Okay. And then you try it. Did your pain go away? No. Start moving the number. Go to 20 to 2. Okay, but that's the, your, the question. <laughs> you, you keep raising the THC part component. Cor correct. You want to raise it, and, and you want to be aware of uh, the, the psychotropic effect, yeah, right? And so as soon as you find one starting to come in, you need to know where that number is. Yeah. Okay, Th that's a suggestion. Okay, so I'll read it in full. So recommend starting with a high ratio of CBD to THC products or uh, see using the rule, rule it in or rule it out method. Patients start with a low dose and increase to reach the desired effect. Understand that they may need to either switch to another cannabinoid if the first product isn't working, or add a second product to the first, enhancing the effects. Now, what does she mean by a second product? You might add CB, CBDA to the mix. You might add a terpenine, a terpenoid to the mix. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. She also suggests some patients will take a higher CBD-THC ratio during the day to control daytime pain and a higher THC product at night to help promote sleep. Uh, patients with nerve-based pain, neuropathy, appear to benefit from a combination of CBD and THC and a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay. Again, see, that's the benefit of going 
uh, to somebody who practices in this area. They have data. You know, they have experiences from their patients that they uh, have accumulated. Anyway, a one-to-one, although some report two-to-one or four-to-one. Now, again, uh, these are all CBD to THC. Gotcha. Um, let's see here. Each person must use trial and error, error to find his or her sweet spot where the symptoms improve or abate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was uh, that was their opinion. Uh, when we uh, we talked about we talked about the study, uh, some of the studies that we had reviewed, and ratios of percentages: one percent, three percent, four percent, seven percent seemed to be common. Let's let's talk about so keeping in mind if if you needed to go above a certain percentage and you are in a medical a medical use only that you will need to go to a doctor to get a card above a certain percentage right now that percentage is 0.03 okay so anything above that you'll need to go someplace else now that is a dry weight percentage so you will see some people coming out with large pieces of candy or cookies or whatever, uh, and it is legal, but yet it has five milligrams as opposed to much, much smaller. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's a a percent of weight. Sure, it's a a bigger product. It's a bigger product, yeah. So keep that in mind. You might still be able to walk through this, and again, conversations with the people in your area, your physicians, uh, and some online uh, exploring, you'll be able to find this out pretty pretty easily. And now, I I suggest getting your medical marijuana card if you are taking uh, or using THC as a as a pain medicine because there's so many benefits to get getting your card. You you not only get more product, you don't get the extra tax that each individual state places on recreational marijuana. I think you might get a little bit more knowledge in the recreation, uh, in the dispensary. If you show up with a card. If you have a card, you might get a little bit better uh, knowledge. You get to move to the front of the line, which is great. Um, So I think the card is beneficial and it will pay for itself if you are, again, using it chronically. You're using it every day for an actual right. medical purpose. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's talk through what we know. Uh, so let's take all this information and move it around to what we know. Uh, and, and by the way, just as a reminder, so clinical has a firm belief uh, or has a firm understanding that THC uh, is extremely effective. Right. And that you can mo- you can you can adjust the amount to have it be effective at pain relief and not get to psychoactive world, right? But keep in mind that it can build, mm-hmm. so your body become can become resistant to it. So you may find over time that will increase. All right. So there are some basics. Now let's let's apply what we know, Kim- Kimberly. You and I. Uh, so I recently had a back spasm, hadn't had one in a while, so very painful, yes, extremely painful. 
And during the day, I, I want to be coherent. I really want to fix this thing. I, I, I don't mind a little bit of pain, but I'm also sitting around going, I don't want to be in pain. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to choose a high, T, a high CBD to THC ratio. That's very common in just CBD, good full-spectrum CBD products. Right. All right. So, and by the way, remember, you can tell if you have a good quality CBD product by its test results, and we'll make sure we give you that little information right before we end. So let's make sure we have time for that. Sure. Uh, so, so I'm going to apply that in two ways. One, I will ingest it because I want long-term, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to apply it topically. That is that is my key <laughs> right. prescription right. every yeah. day. Well, where are all the CB1 receptors located? Where are they in the brain? So digesting it helps there. Yes. But they are also scattered around the skin. They're just not dense. So applying a topical helps me get to it, but that's not going to be my only solution. I want them both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then at nighttime, you totally helped me out. You, you know, managed to find something with a higher THC ratio in it. And although I, it was inedible, I took it an hour and a half before bedtime. I, I never felt the effect because by the time I went to bed, it was gone. I mean, I, I, by the time I went to bed, it had not, Taken nothing effect. had kicked in at all. Yeah. And then I woke back up in the morning going, I needed that restful night. That yeah. helped a lot. Yeah. And so today, here I am sitting in the studio, and I, I don't have this. I'm going to kill everybody. Look on my face. Right. And again, <laughs> he was not completely, uh, you know, incoherent all night on THC. No, because it got, wasn't that much. Right. You, you, you found the right dose, enough yeah. to let you sleep all night, yeah. have a little bit of uh, uh, relief there. Yeah. And it's always a good idea to just, again, you don't need, you don't need that much THC. Now, say that you use THC on a regular basis for your chronic pain. At some time, you're going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You may start out with 20 milligrams, but within a month or two, a 40 is needed to do the same thing. You think it's that quick? Um, no. I Probably was not say, that I don't Thank know. You. Yeah, it's, Good point. Could be six could months be, later. Could be six months later. You creep okay. up to that. You creep up. Good yeah. point. Good point, Kimberly. Yeah. So just remember that. That's pretty much in everybody. That's, that's, not a, that's not an if. That's a win. I think, and it's, it's kind of maybe just even a human thing, right? Because I think we as humans go, well, that was good. But just <laughs> more will be better. a couple more milligrams might sure. even be better. And then there you are. Yeah. So then, yeah, then when you find your place, yourself at going, wait a minute, I'm spending a lot more money than I was yeah. when I first started and my pain was managed then it's time to take a break. So just wanted to let you know. So if you decide to run at the THC, keep that piece in mind. I, that's it. I wasn't, wasn't directing you anywhere else. And I'm sure if you listen to this show, you know I'm the, always the one that goes, wait, at <laughs> some point you're wasting. Yeah. Because your body can only do, <laughs> take so much, right? And then you just, be, you're wasting the rest. Okay. All right. So we've given you, if you can find a cannabis knowledgeable physician, Mm -hmm. go to them. They'll help you set up a profile and they can even do both. This is your daytime. This is your nighttime, much like she had spoke of. Right. Right. So you could do that. Uh, But if you decide you are going to be doing it on your own, then you're looking for profiles. So let's say that you do not have a dispensary card. You're at a CBD store. Okay. You then if, 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 just in this the context of today's topic, 
you're looking for a whole plant, yes. full spectrum, has all cannabinoids present, and you get to see a test by a third party that represents that mm -hmm. for that product. Yes. And it will have CBD as the most. It will have THC. It will have CBG, it will have CBN, and so forth, CBDA. Right. Okay, it will show you those. Yes. All right. Now, and you'll, you'll, you'll write these down. You'll measure this. Okay, how much CBDA am I getting? How much CBD, how much THC? Because as you move into your next purchase over there, you may want to adjust one of those. Now, can they always do that? No, sometimes they're relying on the farmer to produce this for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, then... You may have to struggle with the volume of the product itself. This is the only suggestion I can make for you. Now, the make remember, this is in absence of a practicing cannabis physician. Yeah. They all right. should be able to pull things together. Now, um, all right, that's not the only thing. Remember, there are terpenes. Right. Also, there's 10 of them that we're reading right here that have an effect towards pain. Well, guess what? On that third-party test, there is a list of those as well. And it'll say a percentage of or non-detected uh, right. in that entire list. Okay, so get that third-party report and really scrutinize it. And, hey, the guy behind the counter paid for that thing. Talk to him. Because yeah, you won't be able means. to read it, but he it's will. It's <laughs> challenging. It's challenging. But he should be. he or she should be very proud of it. Yeah. Okay, these things are not cheap. Right. All right. And if you've done it for all of those products in the store or had ensured that they were all done, you're very proud of that at action. Okay. So I'm going to suggest that uh, if you are doing this on your own, do some homework online, get some knowledge, maybe get a hold of the book that we discussed earlier, then move over to uh, a local CBD store. I really would struggle. I would not, I would, I would not recommend doing this online making your purchases online. Well, no, Not especially you if you're have, doing a THC product, you can't. Make sure you've evaluated this first. Once you've understood what it is that works for you, yeah. then you can move to an online purchase if that's convenient. Right, because a CBD store can help you for a high concentrate of CBD right. and, and a little bit of THC. Then they would probably right. recommend that you go to a dispensary and maybe... Uh, tell you maybe just move up to this many milligrams. Yeah, they're in a better posi position to be consultative. Right. All right, I am getting the way from our producers, so we're gonna have to wrap this subject up for today. Yes. Now, feel free to reach out to us and we will further this conversation online at any of our social medias mm -hmm. or on our website or at info.org, at info at the cbdedshow.org. Anyway, thank you for listening today. I hope we served you well on this topic. Uh, I think uh, that's all we have for you today. Thank you very much for listening. Next week's show will be on the cannabis use disorder. These should go hand in hand, so feel yeah. free to also view that show so you can put these two pieces together. All right, this is Ed. And this is Kim. Working towards a better life. Bye now. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. 
please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.